No two lives are the same. No two thoughts, no two opinions. We all have our different perspectives on certain subjects and topics, not just from what we see, but also the way that we live. With Take It and Run, what I want to do is give us that platform to talk about our different opinions and things such as politics, sports, music, and also talk about ways of life and things that we see on a day-to-day basis from mental health to the ways we all live our personal lives in the background. Like I said, this podcast is meant to be opinionated, fun, and also shared. So hit me up, Take It and Run podcast on Instagram, and let's get to it. So I wanted to talk to you guys because I feel like you guys, um, your story is like different. Yeah. Very. Very. (laughs) Different to a degree because it's like, (laughs) I don't think you can make like a lifetime movie about the stuff that you guys deal with and your family dynamic, like how you have a mixed, like blended, like this, that, every type of family that you learn about in like family class is you guys yeah except for like you know we don't have any white people in here <laughs> i mean people confuse brendan for white all the time Definitely. <laughs> true <laughs> but like my thing is like how do you guys deal with that you know having to deal with you know you have daughter first of all sean four four daughters yeah four daughters <laughs> four daughters four guns that's <laughs> that's four weddings four expenses yeah oh, we're so looking forward to that sean has all the daughters that i don't want to have i'm 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 hoping i don't it's, have it's he's gonna, had enough gonna, daughters yeah, for it's, you it's and be a few fun. friends yep it's gonna be fun <laughs> I, gotta but, get, I get to scare some boys away oh i was watching bad boys 2 the other day so oh yeah I, oh yeah it's definitely gonna be like have that. you seen bad boys 3 no you will not be disappointed are you sure? Because Martin got fat and... Nah, it's... it's you won't it's be disappointed. Dope. We went and saw it for my birthday. It was dope. They kind of tie in Bad Boys 2 with 3. So it's like, it's, it's a little funny. Yeah. You'll, see, you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. And I don't think their personalities as characters has changed. I mean, either. have you seen Will Smith's Instagram? His Instagram, like, has production value better than most movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that goes to say that the movie, you will not be disappointed. I saw Vanessa Hudgens in a preview and I was kind of disappointed because <laughs> nah, I'm like... She, that just nah, brought she's you back to Disney Channel days? She's not bad in that. All right. Surprisingly, she's not bad. All right, because if I have to deal with like 30 minutes of high school musical <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens, nah, I'm not watching nah, that. Nah, 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 nah. No, no, no. Nah, it's You're not, good. not like that. I'm not watching... Oh, gosh. I, let's not get into that. But, <laughs> but like, how do you deal with the fact, like, first of all, you know, you have Brendan who's autistic, but he's also the oldest. He's the only boy. And he's pretty much different from everybody else in the household in every possible degree. Well, I think Buddy likes being the only boy. And I think he likes being different because if there were two Brendans, we would be doomed. Um, He, thankfully, I think he was meant to have sisters only because girls are more loving and and naturally nurturing. And I feel like men can be nurturing, but they got to practice at it. Like, it doesn't come first nature to them like it would for girls. Um, Like, I look at my brothers, for example, and they just act like cavemen. And, (laughs) you know, I think if if Brendan grew up with a bunch of brothers, 
he probably would have a harder time fitting in and, and kind of acclimating to siblings than he would with sisters because they're always, you know, buddy, don't do this. They're like little moms. Like, buddy, be careful. Don't do this. Buddy, don't do that. Buddy. Like, they kind of replicate us yeah. in the sense that they are looking, you know, to make sure that he's okay at all times. Um, and they're, like, even when he's having a tough day or if he's having a seizure or anything of that nature... Sky is the first to to call for us for help. Her mm-hmm. and Anaya have become so sensitive to his seizures and to his needs that, you know, I know that he's not that I would ever leave them to babysit him, but yeah. I know that <laughs> he'll never, you know, go go without. He's very loved and um again, I think if he had brothers it would be a it'd be a harder dynamic. Yeah, um I mean, I think you guys probably don't remember the story about one time, like, you called me, like, I have to leave, like, there's an emergency. I think it's before you found out you were pregnant with Skylar. And you asked me to pick Brendan up, and I had yeah. to bring him to class with me. <laughs> yep. And, like, yeah, you guys were yeah. you guys were just out the house. <laughs> and I was like, well, I got a presentation. But, so, you know, he could chill with me for the day. Yeah. So I had my presentation, and he was, you know, acting out a little bit. So I don't think I told you. I had my homegirl, who was a nurse. I was like, could you watch him for, like, five minutes just <laughs> just five minutes and i'm like we're inside the library and there's like this little atrium so you could see everything around you she's like don't worry you know you're gonna be able to see us so i'm talking and doing my presentation and whatnot and then everybody starts laughing and i'm like yo is my presentation like wild like it was a serious thing all i see is brendan running across the library and homegirl is chasing after him. <laughs> sounds like Brendan. Yeah, that's, yeah. that sounds about right. And I'm like, yo, I, I, I put her in a crazy spot. So after that, like, I took him and went to the park. But, like, to this day, she's like, yeah, you should have never. Like, she was like, that was my workout for the week. Because he would just ran. Well, yeah, not much has stop. changed. He, he still runs. Well, I mean, first of all, the kid is an athlete. Like, oh yeah, he's the strongest human being I've ever met at his age and height. <laughs> yeah, like if something gets in his hands, yeah, it's, it's, it's destroying something. It's a wrap. It's amazing too. Um, I think that as he gets a little older and he starts to understand, um, like teamwork and understanding sharing a little bit better, I think he would be a great athlete. I think he would like absolutely thrive and succeed on a team. Um. All of his athletic ability clearly came from Sean. Because yeah, because we all know yours. <laughs> we all know my hand-eye coordination. Um, but I think as he gets older, he'll he's definitely going to thrive in the athletic world. He's very strong and very active, and the kid can throw a ball into a hoop without looking. Like It's, it's annoying because I can try a hundred times and still miss, and he just one-handed, <laughs> thump, and it goes into the net. And I'm like, how? How did you do that? Yeah, that's that's definitely Sean. But so, <laughs> like, but here's the thing. It's like, you know, talking to Sean, like, since Brent, you guys got married, both having a child going into the relationship. Mm-hmm. Sean, for you, how was it, like, having to accept the fact, you know, I'm marrying Clarissa, I love her. I have to take on the burden of dealing with Brendan and everything that he needs as well. Um, I really didn't look at it as a burden because... When I first met Brendan, it was like, we automatically, like, I automatically, like, looked at him like, like, he wasn't different, but, like, he was sort of mine, because I was already, I already had strong feelings, of course, by the time I met him, so I, I, Closer told me her story, and 
I knew that Brennan didn't have that father figure, so I was like, all right, I know what you're stepping in and being now. And that's that's pretty much how I looked at it. Yeah, because, like, like, just seeing you with Brendan is, like, it's it's fun to see because, like you said, he never had that father figure. I mean, like, yeah, he he grew up around Clarissa's brothers who were all, I mean, she they has... They were all young, though. They were all young. Like 15, 16. All kids. All kids, and they still are. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> like, they're grown, but they still kids. They but, are. Oh, Clarissa. Clarissa, did you ever think you would be in a situation where you have five children and you're, like, the oldest of, like, 1,700? Um, so it's funny. I remember my mom constantly asking me to babysit, and I'd be like, I'm never having kids because I was so tired of my siblings. Um, and it, then... You and Marissa are two totally opposite human beings. Cause really? Because the moment she wanted to have a kid, it's like, I'm having a kid. Yeah. I'm going to have kids. Yeah, no, not me. I was so like, I'm never having a kid. Um, and I probably was never going to have a child. I think that God purposely gave me Brendan to open up that door in my life to being a parent because I could have very easily said yes to that Florida scholarship from high school and dipped out. Um, and I remember having that conversation with Mrs. Barley and, and you know, her being my godmother, I told her everything and my mom didn't agree with me going to Florida and I was like, I'm leaving. I don't care <laughs> what anyone has to say. I have a scholarship. I'm going to Florida Atlantic. I'm out of here. Um, and I probably would have left if God didn't give me Brendan. I think Brendan gave me my momhood back or that desire to be a mom because I I knew as a little kid I wanted to be a mom. And then babysitting all my siblings, I was like, F this. <laughs> I have never had a day to myself. If this is what being a parent's like, I don't want to be a parent. And so now, I, I don't know, I look back and I feel like my calling was to probably be a mom the whole time. But there were so many different parts of my life that I... I just wasn't aligning up that calling with, I guess, so to speak. You always want to do what makes you happy. Yeah, and at that time, it was going to the gym and, you know, exercising and trying on six outfits in one day and, you know... And then you had Brendan and you tried on six outfits in one day with (laughs) your child. Yeah, well, I passed on some of that to him and then I realized after child two that I didn't have patience for it anymore. I was like, I'm not changing you a hundred times, so never gonna forget like seeing you it's like i'm just tired of this outfit on him like it's 10 in the morning how are you tired of an outfit you put on an hour ago right yeah story of my life i don't know i never thought that i'd have five kids but um i don't know i wouldn't change it each of my kids has taught me something different about who i am you know zoe reminds me how stubborn i am and skylar how Mm -hmm. emotional i am and you know brendan how strong-willed i am and you know, even my stepdaughter being able to love at a different capacity, um, loving someone else's child like their own, um, I I would have never have learned that if I didn't have a stepchild. Yeah, because I mean, personal experience that is a scary thought. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's mm. a scary thought, but it's like seeing how both of you guys kind of just dealt with it. Like even seeing you guys at your wedding, it was like you guys knew what you were getting into. It just seemed natural to me. Yeah. And, like, for me, I'm, like, thinking, like, you know what? Mind you, I'm holding my ex's kid at your wedding. I'm just like, oh, wow. Mm." Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. (laughs) Interesting. But. (laughs) I don't think you know what you can handle until you have been put in that situation and you have to just grow your capacity. And, you know, it's easier to stand on the outside and say, like, 
oh my god, I could never imagine going through that. But then once you're in it, you're like, fuck, like I need to figure out a strategy as to how I'm going to deal with this. And so, you know, I think it's all a maturity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think at 18 years old I could have handled being a stepmom the way that I could when I met my stepdaughter. Because yeah. I definitely think I grew significantly, like, in my maturity level from 18 to 21. Mm-hmm. 18 years old, I wasn't even thinking about kids. Yeah. I, was like, I wasn't even thinking about relationships. <laughs> Dad. I was like, girlfriend, what's that? Nah. Yo, eight, that. 18's a whole different yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was from partying, drinking. That's, that's pretty much what it was. My, my brother, 18, he came home the other day with like hickeys on his neck. You can't do that. Like, just because you could get away with that. Whatever. Unfortunately, we've that's how females. That's how females are. No Mark their territory. Yeah. yeah. I like, can't do that. Man. Can't do that. I've been married to you for almost four years, together for six. I've never put a hickey on you. No, I wouldn't allow it. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. It, like, it doesn't like, matter. It doesn't I don't allow. think it doesn't that's matter. a territorial thing. Like, it wasn't like I was even like dealing with anybody else, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't allow it. I don't know. I just think that like, that's we're, not... we're, we're too old for that. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's very immature. I stopped. I stopped letting girls do that when I was like. 15, I, 16. I, I feel like, like that's a young. First young of all, man. first of all, because I wasn't even in a relationship, so it's like if I even wanted to do something else, I'd have to walk around with a hickey in my neck. <laughs> I just like, feel like that's a clear that's sign. True. It's like nah, like you, but you, but nah. I, so if I'm trying to do something with someone else, why would you? Why would I have yeah, hickeys in my I, neck? Exactly, that's a clear sign that nah, you were clearly doing nah, something. Don't don't. Nah, don't do that. I, I made them. I made them a mistake do once. That. I got one hickey when I was seventeen. I had to go see somebody else, and then, dude. First of all, yes. <laughs> Had to go see somebody else. Blue Second of all, I got it in the wrong time of the year. I got it like right before June. Me wearing hoodies in June was kind of suspect. Because I'm just walking very, around the house like in a white hoodie. Oh, what's wrong with you? I'm just a little... I might have a cold. Sick. <laughs> I got a fever. I'm Sick. sweating. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to drop weight because I want to run track in college. Like something like that. I would, the lies that I threw around. Stop. Oh, my God. Oh, man. But I didn't have there. that problem. Yeah. Nah, well, I'm I'm a better person for it because I've never gotten one since then. Uh, oh, that's disgusting. Uh, just the thought. But besides, <laughs> but besides the point, um, this is the thought of someone sitting there taking the time to suck on your neck like that is disgusting. <laughs> like, nah, it's, it's, it's honestly disgusting. <laughs> like when I was sixteen, it was cool. It's yeah, like, it's like, yo, yeah. I got a hickey. Nah, no, like, nah, I'm good on that. Nah, after, after, yeah, definitely after 15, like around 15, I was like, nah, you ain't gonna do that to me. You ain't gonna have me out here looking crazy. But, um, besides the point, as far as, you know, help for Brandon, because like we said, he's, he has his problems from time to time. What help have you guys gotten, not just from, like, people around you, but, you know, the state provisions, things like that, or if, if any help? Um, I think we've gotten more help from the people that care about us the most than we have from the state. Yeah. Um, the government is all about money. The government's, you know, kind of like, mm, figure it out on your own, so to speak. And it wasn't until Brendan had his brain surgery in 2017 that we found out about different programs that were out there. And he was diagnosed as a baby. Yeah. So five months old, we knew that he had special needs and... It wasn't until he was five years old, so five months old to five years old, almost five years, um, that there were different programs out there. And I think I was so young at 18, I didn't know 
to seek for them mm-hmm. um, versus, you know, 23 years old, I had a better, you know, concept of what it meant to be a parent and advocate for your child in that aspect. And thankfully, Sean has um, been able to work in a job where they, you are a paraprofessional, you do work with this in your personal life as well as your professional life. And um, it's kind of helped bridge the gap in the government perspective. But I think the most support that we've gotten has just been understanding from the people that care about us the most. So friends, family, um, my in-laws have been super supportive and have really stepped up to the plate with Buddy. Um, And it's been helpful because prior to, the only people who could really handle him were ourselves. So there were a lot of times where financially Sean just would have to go out and work and I would have to be home with Buddy and take care of him. Um, Or the other way around where Sean did a time period where he was home Um, And then I went to work and it just kind of, I guess, we just kind of made it work the best that we can and it wasn't ideal, but thank God we had people like you and some of our closest friends that just having the understanding and being able to be around Buddy is a big deal. Um, Some people, unfortunately, I've come across people who really can't be around him because they don't really understand why he's having a fit and he's so big I've had a lot of even just confrontations in Walmart where he'll be wearing a helmet out in public for seizure purposes and somebody will you know ask why is he dressed like that and just kind of have no kind of emotional intelligence whatsoever like to even think like okay this kid is probably wearing a safety helmet because something's wrong um so just having that understanding amongst our friends and knowing that they can be around him and and know that okay he's having a fit because he can't communicate or because he you know he can't tell us what's wrong or he's hungry or whatever the case is he doesn't have the words to express it that's enough for us because if not we would never have people over we would never go anywhere um because it would it would be hard yeah and i mean like like you said it's just from what i've learned just being around him just got to deal with it you got to learn who he is i mean there are times i would babysit him and yeah he would throw a fit guess what i'm gonna throw a fit back at you <laughs> like who, who's gonna fit more and it'll, it'll just be back and forth but that's my way of showing him like i understand what you're going through let's come to understand you're gonna throw something at me all right bet i'm gonna throw it back at you We're gonna... yeah and it's just me teaching him a lesson but not mm-hmm. in a negative way because in the end we're just going to chill, have fun, because yeah. that's all he wants to do. He, yeah. he lives his life the way anybody else wants to live their life. Just it's just, fun. yeah, it's just his brain is functioning differently than ours, and it's the way it is. Not everything's going to be perfect, but I feel like people got to understand that it's, it's the fact that people are afraid of what they don't know. Yep, 100%. And, I mean, I've seen it from not just Brandon, but other children, other people as well, where if I don't understand what you're going through, why would I want to associate myself with you? That's called well-intentioned ignorance. Yep. And it goes around a lot. Yeah. It goes around a lot. People are always afraid of the things that they don't know, and they also don't feel the need to understand things that they don't know. Like, and take that initiative to say, okay, like, let me step out of this fear. Everyone is comfortable living in their comfort zone. Everyone feels safe there. Nobody wants to take that step of having to, you know, make yourself feel uncomfortable to grow. 
Yeah, I mean, me doing this is uncomfortable because, you know, I hate talking to people. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> but you, it, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, and that's just... And it's part of not just your growth process, but you want to learn. You want to be able to become a better person in little things. I feel like with even being around your kids, even though I don't have any kids, I learn every time I'm around them just little things what to do as a parent, what to do, what not to do as a parent. And it's, it's kind of astounding at times. I mean, <laughs> especially, especially with Skylar. Oh. From, oh, she, she is my number one lesson in what to do and not to do. Cause she used to despise me. Now yeah. all of a sudden she wants all of my attention when I'm around. I'm just like, kids go through phases. Like they don't, they one day they want to listen and the next day they want to make sure that you cry before you go to bed and make you feel like a horrible parent like that's just what they do and i think sky out of all of our kids she's more intact with her emotions and she gets the best of both worlds when it comes to me and sean she um she's like her father in the sense that she feels very passionate about Mm -hmm. the things that she cares about so when those things she cares about don't go the way she wants, she blows up. And then other things that she probably should care about, if she's not passionate about them, it's just like, oh, well, whatever. Like, it'll work itself out. She gets that from her dad. Like, Sean <laughs> is very passionate about certain things. Certain things that to me aren't a big deal, but to him they are. And if they don't go the way they want, he's like having a freaking fit. You are having a fit. You are. I'm expressing. I'm expressing. Expressing his anger. My my displeasure. But that's the That's why I think me and Sean get along because he's like me in the sense is I care about the things I care about, and I'm sorry if they're not big deal to you and they're big deal to me. That means it's a big deal to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, No, me. I'm the complete opposite. I'm like I feel like I give everything a fair amount of care. Like, okay, this gets a little care, that gets a little care, that gets a little care. Like, there's nothing really in my life that I feel like this needs all of my attention. And so for me, it's like when we don't see eye to eye on something, for me, I'm like, well, why are you acting like that? that?" (laughs) And to me, he's like, well, I don't understand why you're not acting like that. But that's how Sky is. Like, Sky's very much like that. So her and I sometimes bump heads and I'm like, I can't deal with you right now. I I need you to feel how I feel. Yeah, it's tough. But with her, I'm her that's mom, I mean. so I can't just take a break and walk away. Like I have to like work through it. And oh, that's my fit. bumping heads with a four year old. Yeah, honestly, like it's tough. <laughs> the other day, right? Sean's sitting at the table. I have this thing where uh, this new generation. My mom does this all the time. She'll cook like four meals to satisfy every child. When we were growing up, my mom would be like, "I'm cooking one meal, and you're gonna eat or starve. Like those are your <laughs> options." Sean grew up the same exact way. His mom would be like, eat or starve. Those are your options. Skye hates to eat. She's our pickiest eater. And so me, I'm like, listen, kid, your options are to eat or starve because that's how I was raised. I walk away, right? I go downstairs. I had the door open and I'm bringing the laundry downstairs. And I hear her say to Sean, daddy, I really don't want this. So Sean says to her, why did you wait until your mother went downstairs to say that? And she goes, well, I'm telling an adult. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> and Sean's like, he didn't even know what to say because he was like, 
I am an adult. <laughs> because but, I was really smart. <laughs> she's so smart. I'm like, where the hell did I'm she like, get this nah, shit from? I was like, nah, wait until mom comes back up. Because you ain't going to get me in trouble. <laughs> Sean likes <laughs> to make me the bad guy. You're not going to get me caught up. No, Sean likes to make me the bad guy. Because you're good at it. I am a good bad guy. <laughs> the thing is, you tell them stuff, and then they come talk to me, and I'm like, what did your mother say? And You're half like, the time oh, they she still... said no. I'm like, all right then. Like, why? You <laughs> half the time me? they make something up. I'm like, that's not what I said, but okay. But that's that's a beautiful thing about getting married for a guy. It's just what did what did your mother? I don't have to say yes or no. I get to what say did what did your, your mother, mother say? Oh, uh, really? Because they always uh, they always ask <laughs> me after. What you. are you gonna do if I take a week vacation? <laughs> did you call your mother? <laughs> you better. It's <laughs> something. Did, did you call your mother? Oh, okay. okay. Trust me, I. I can't wait for that day. Did you call oh, your mother? What did exactly. your mother say? Yeah. Yep. Here, here's a number. I'm not answering no questions. I'm answering no. what she says. Because you oh, come back God. and say, oh, well, I told her, you know what? Nah, not going to happen. Great. That's I'm going to avoid, avoid all that energy. That's great. Oh, Lord. That's, Anyways. That's what happens, though. It's a healthy marriage. It is a healthy marriage. That's, I that's mean, it's you. hard, but it's a healthy Definitely. marriage. I mean, Parenting is only one aspect of marriage. Then there's actually getting along which i think sean and i didn't really know how to live together with each other until <laughs> like three years in like simple things like i cannot stand when sean leaves the toilet seat up because then in the middle of the night when i have to pee i'm falling into that's the when i leave it up is in the middle of the night because i'm half asleep yeah but it drives me insane and i'm just like i've had to learn to let it go See, at least i don't like piss all over the walls or something because i'm like pissing it, my could eyes be worse. it could be worse <laughs> it could be worse, it could be worse toilet. but it's little things like that it's like matching up his socks i don't understand why he'd rather put all his socks in one giant bin why not why would you have to match his who has time i match my socks when they come out the dryer <laughs> Because then, when I need them, all I do is grab no. a bundle out the drawer. I don't have time I'll for that. I'll sift, and if I can't sift through exactly. the socks, so we wear mismatched socks. socks. I always oh have matching socks. They're always in that bin. Oh my God. All the socks are in one in spot. That bin. Anyways, well, it's stuff like that. I have that so you have many to learn socks, to, I couldn't fit compromise. in a drawer, so I got a bin to put all my socks in because I have that many socks. That's I, I don't do. know. Why, I don't know why I have so many socks. It's like all Nike and like random characters and movie stuff <laughs> like Beetlejuice socks I'm the like, problem is why did I buy Beetlejuice socks? His Nike socks what was the reason for this what was the point of this I think it was like Halloween or something I was like it would make sense festive. But I was like I'm never gonna wear these socks again I just wasted like $15 on them socks <laughs> exactly well, this, that, that and even that even learning how not to shop for things once you get married when you're single, you can buy whatever you want. Oh, Let's ask Sean how shoot. he felt when we had to cut down his sneaker budget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cut down that his sneaker rough. budget? Sean used to buy sneakers weekly, monthly. Like, it was faithfully, actually. She was like, nah, we can't do that. I was like, huh? It was okay nah. when it was <laughs> when it was just you and Anaya. Now it's me, you and I, and Brendan, and Sky. Like, these and kids Zoe. cost money. No, this was this was when we cut his budget, when it was just... Me, him, oh. Brendan, Anaya, and Sky was like on the way. I was like, listen, we need to plan out our budget. We're going to have to make some sneaker cuts. That that was hard for that's, Sean. That's kind of heartbreaking. I, I honestly it could, was hard for Sean. I could attest. I feel it like was. when I get married, they're going to have to cut out like my hoodie and sweatpants budget. I was like, oh, I, man. Oh, man. I was like, so I can't get none of these Jordans that are coming out? He used to remind me faithfully, though. Hey, look, these Jordans are coming out. I'd be like, oh, those are nice. Yeah. 
Those like, are nice. I don't think they're in I'm our like, budget I'm a, this month. I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm a sneak and buy them joints. <laughs> it, it's just weird because knowing you, Clarissa, for as long as I've known you. I was always the shopaholic. You, you being the one to tell somebody to stop shopping is yeah. ass and I. I know. Because when Sean met me, I had a ridiculous amount of heels, a ridiculous amount of clothes. So many. I literally still have like bins of clothes at my parents' house that I never actually moved out. Because I had so much crap. I only took the necessities. But as the years have gone on, I've realized that, you know what? I really don't need this crap. You just, I want to be able to enjoy my kids and go on vacation with my kids and do stuff with my kids. I just feel like my priorities have shifted. I mean, they But have it's taken to. a lot of work. Yeah. It's I taken mean, a lot of work. I feel like this entire thing is a lot of work. But you guys love it. You have to yeah. love it. Because it's like... It's part of your life. Mm-hmm. You can't change it. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people wouldn't be as strong as you two are in the situation. And my thing that I see in both of you is you guys adjust on the fly. So, uh, like, I think with, so. I think with children, you have to do that. Yeah. Because everything is unpredictable. So, you yeah. can't can't wake up and think, oh, yeah, it's going to be a perfect day. Nah. When the kids get sick, something can happen. About to leave work early, so it's gotta you have to wake up and take each day or take a day at a time and just roll with the punches. That or even the day that, um, I think too with us, it's just we really have to learn how to be flexible because there's also Anaya, yeah, who we have to share her with her mom and. When the day that we she cut her tongue and was in the hospital, we oh, needed yeah. stitches. She was with her. She was supposed to be with her mom that weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah, but Sean had to dip out and run away. Not run away, but run to the hospital. Yeah. Um, because well, I his picked daughter, her. I picked her from after school program, and that's when they told me she like bit her tongue, so I had to rush her to the hospital. Because um, pretty much <laughs> she was bleeding all over herself. Oh my god! And yeah, they were like, it was pretty scary. They were like, um, I think she just needs a. No, I forgot what they said. I think she just needs gauze. Yeah, I was like, what? I was like, her tongue is like hanging off. I was like, nah. She has to go to the hospital. Y'all are bugging. Yeah. (laughs) But even that dynamic, like, being able to understand that he's out dealing with Anaya, but even though he's not in the home dealing with my kids, he's still dealing with our kids. Yeah. So, you know... And then having that extra parent, I think that's the hardest part of our parenting role, at least for me. I feel like having, being able to parent one child, um, but not at 100% because she has a mom and I never want to overstep that boundary, that's hard. Um, and we have to constantly make sure that we're in agreement with things that she does here so that if we need to present anything to her mom or have a conversation or anything or just inquire about something at least we're in agreement because then if not she's getting parenting from three different people and again I've never been someone to be like oh well you're my stepchild so I'm gonna take over your parenting I've always given that that role to Sean here you go (laughs) you have a conversation with her mom um but I think too that takes a level of maturity like I look at a lot of people around me and I'm like I see how step parents kind of ruin their family dynamic and I never wanted to be that step parent. Yeah. I mean it it's tough. And I mean like I say, I'm I'm still growing. Since I'm not married, I take all my lessons not only from my parents but from you guys as well. 
from Mr. and Mrs. Bartley, from your parents, even from um, Renee's parents, who I see like almost weekly. Yeah, all everybody's marriage dynamic is so different. So it's like I'm just, I guess, gaining different knowledge in different situations. And I feel like that's, you know, a good thing to do before you get married. Because you don't want to say, well, my parents had the best marriage ever. That's what I'm going to have. Mm. It's never like that. It, I've never seen anybody emul- emulate or completely Replicate. reflect what their parents do. I mean, even my parents, they're complete, completely different from their parents. And I'm grateful for it because it made me the man that I am. So I think that, you know, now you have four or five kids growing up with you guys. They're going to look at you guys and say, you know, this could be my marriage. This is what I could do. But you guys want better for them. Definitely. Yeah. Like, I, like, I always look at my kids and I want them to be better than what we are. Like, not saying that we're bad or anything. Just I want them to, have, like, strive for more than where we're at. Because I feel like one of my, one of my girls can make me the first woman president. Mm-hmm. And I want them to strive for that. I want them to strive for doing the most in life. Yeah. And getting the most out of life. Yeah. It's it's crazy to think that, you know, you have you have all these kids that they haven't even hit 10, 11 years old, but you're like this these are the goals I want for them. Because if they want to achieve that, I'm right behind them. Even even with Brendan, I look at him, I'm like I, I feel like in a couple of years he could be in a totally different spot. Mhm. Like, because he's already starting to talk more and, you know, he's starting to learn more day by day. So I feel like three or four years, he could be in a totally different spot. He could maybe do things that other kids can do without even any any boundaries or anything. But it's just going to take time and, you know, God willing, it could happen. I think, too, that one thing Sean keeps saying that's super important is that everything takes time. Um, understanding that time is not on your side. And I think that we are growing up, um, and unfortunately this is the world that my kids are growing up, and I'm trying to teach them differently that everything is me, 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 now, now, now. And nothing comes that easy. And I feel like one thing we're trying to, you know, instill in our kids is that nothing in life is going to happen the way that you want it to. Nothing in life is going to come easy. You need to work hard. That dynamic, that hard work dynamic, has died um and it's like unless you're teaching it to your kids they're not going to learn it from anywhere else people um just expect things to happen out of osmosis and (laughs) nothing happens like that well excuse not to cut you off but i feel like some of it comes down to the way kids are taught outside of the home Mm -hmm. a lot of kids that i've known like i've been a coach been a teacher a lot of kids don't have street smarts but they try to just give them school smarts and it doesn't adhere to that. And I learned more. I went to Catholic school and public school, split down the middle from um, kindergarten to eighth grade. Catholic school taught me a lot. I was really smart, was able to become more professional. Public school taught me how to survive. Yeah. It taught me, okay, this is the reality. I wasn't introduced to sex or anything like that at all in Catholic school. Fifth grade, as a 10-year-old, I'm like, 
That's, it's, a, that's a surprise because it's, yeah, it's just Catholic school. They be, they be wild, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and that's the thing. I it was just a flip of a switch. And I mean, you see me, me and my brother, we're two totally different human beings for the fact that he he went through Catholic school. The reason I left was so he could go because my parents didn't want to pay both tuitions. He went through Catholic school. Then when we moved, we moved to a white neighborhood. So he's still around, you know, more, I guess, uppity community where me I was just like I went through the public school even my best friends and all of us we still keep in contact and it's all just that work hard mentality yo what are you doing my three best friends one of them's in North Carolina one of them's a semi-pro basketball player other one's a marine this is all the stuff we said we were going to get when we were 13 years old I'm working at ESPN this is stuff we wanted when we were 13 and now we're all like 25, 26, and we got it because we worked hard. There was no stopping. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like kids have that mentality now where it's like, oh, this is what I'm going to do, but I'll just lollygag and relax my way through it. And to see that you guys want your kids to understand it's hard work because that's how you guys got what you got is through hard work. And like you said, not everything is perfect, but there's beauty and imperfection. Mm-hmm. Find the beautiful parts of it and keep working at it. Yeah. And I feel like that's really important. It's about adjusting your perspective and being able to say, okay, even though I'm walking through a valley right now, what am I learning? As an adult, I feel like I there have been a lot of difficult things that I've encountered, um, even in our marriage. You know, before we got married, Sean and I went through some things. We went through Sean, you know, sleeping with someone else we went through you know finding messages on phones that you know shouldn't have been there and it was it was tough but I knew who I was and I knew who my parents had taught me to be and I knew that anything worth having was you know going to be hard work and I knew that if this was the man that I wanted to be with I was going to have to adjust my perspective so even though I was walking through it and it really sucked and I really could you know throw anything across the house at the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there were many nights where I did you know, being able to stay loyal and faithful to my relationship and not just walk away and say, I, you know, I give up, I'm throwing the towel in. Being able to walk it out and say, okay, like, I'm going to adjust my perspective, learn whatever it is that I need to learn in this situation and move on and take it with me so that I can, you know, apply it to the next situation. That takes hard work. Even being able to do that in the midst of your emotions, setting, sorting out your emotions is a whole issue in itself. <laughs> so being able to sort out your emotions and say, hey, like, what am I gaining from this even though I'm in pain? And then being able to move forward is hard work. And I want my kids to understand that because as much as I feel like I try to protect them from the things in life that are going to hurt them, the things in life that Sean and I have encountered, as much as I feel like I try to protect them and, and help them to avoid those things in life, I know that as a parent, one of the hardest things I'll ever go through is having to watch my child go through something that I never saw for them. I see it every day with my son. Mm-hmm. I see him constantly deal with these seizures, deal with these you know, behaviors, deal with stuff that I had never envisioned for him. I remember being pregnant with him and having all these dreams of what my life was going to be like with him. And then he was born and, and we started our lives and he started having seizures. This was totally like left field for me. That's, and I, every day I have to say, okay, like I have to take a step back and realize that this child is going to have to go through this. And even though I don't agree with it and I want to take it away and protect him, this is a part of their story. 
And so even with the rest of my kids, they're going to have a story as well. And I want them to know that anything that they want in life is going to be hard. And every time you set your mind on doing something, everything that could possibly go wrong will go wrong. And you have to be prepared to learn how to handle that because nothing comes easy. And if you're going to give up every time you hit a wall, where are you going in life? You're going nowhere. You're going to a wall. (laughs) You're right. And I mean, a lot of people shut down after that. I mean, trust me, I've hit walls plenty of times, but... You gotta grow your capacity. You you got to. And I mean, it's it's kind of crazy to think where all of us are now. I don't think all any of us anticipated the position that we're in, but Absolutely not. I'm I don't think you guys are mad. I'm not mad where I'm at. No. It's just no, <laughs> next I, day. I think every and Sean can speak for himself. I think there's a lot of things in our lives, in our parenting, in our relationship, in our marriage that we wish we could have avoided. Yeah, but we don't regret it because we wouldn't be who we are today. Hey, like I said, beauty and perfection. Well, I appreciate you guys. Of course, we appreciate you too. You're like one of my best friends. And um, Clarissa, I can't wait for you to stop being a Patriot fan. Now that Brady's leaving. Oh my God, you hate me. He's (laughs) leaving, so I mean. He is leaving, and I always said that the Patriots would suck after Tom Brady left. So and even though I love Ravens Edelman, I am going to support my husband's desires <laughs> and be a Ravens fan for my husband. As you should. Even though the Eagles got some really nice colors, in case you know. Uh, nah. Blue's my favorite color, but nah. I told my husband I would be loyal. Royal is a sign. Uh, purple is a sign of... Uh, Royalty, loyalty, all the T's. Mm, well, I mean, they didn't beat the Titans, and that's a T, so. Don't worry, they're young. They young. Back right, right back next year. You got in the Super Bowl. Of course, of course. Yeah. All right, well. Of course. Oh, we need it. I said, who, who, who I got in the Super Bowl? Who you got? I'm gonna go Mahomes. I I need to go Mahomes. I'm gonna go Mahomes. I've been supporting him for two years now. I can't I can't turn down. Yeah, I'm gonna go Mahomes. I need a I need a black quarterback to win. I I just need one. one. <laughs> it's just like when Barack got elected. I need one. One black. Cause Cam Newton let me down. Oh, Cam I mean, yeah, I picked him up in my fantasies in my fantasy league. Worst decision. Oh, oh my God. See, I had Lamar Jackson all year, so I didn't have any. Worst problems. decision ever. But I also had Watson, so that kind of, you know, held yeah. me down. But. As, long, as long as it's not Brady, I don't care, but I need Mahomes to win. That's it. I'm glad I'm glad Brady's oh, gone. I'm there, so there. glad he's gone. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's it's okay. It, it's one of the best feelings. It's okay. I'm not a uh, sore loser. And I think that everyone deserves an opportunity to win. Yeah, and I'm glad it's... As a Patriots fan, that's very surprising. That's very easy. Like, very. I, mean, I told you, I'm different. I've been set apart. I'm going to end it there. Because I'm <laughs> uh, but. Honestly, I need, I need to get on one of these podcasts with you another another. Hey, episode. man. Because t- there's so much stuff. Stuff that, that we could talk about right now. <laughs> like I said, man, I'm always... Like, yo, who killed the ghost? Y'all saw the listen, league. I saw the league, but let's you not saw talk the league. about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You saw the league. <laughs> well, thank you guys for talking to me. Man. Thanks for having it's us. It's kind of late, and I definitely have to go to sleep. I feel you. Sleep? <laughs> What's sleep? Nah, it's in nine years. I'm going to sleep. It's something new. <laughs> but I'm going to sleep. I'll All let right. you guys go. Thank you. Uh, you have a good night. You too.